Antonello, you are a software engineer, you are a yep. technical writer, yep. but you are also a technology bishop, right? It says <laughs> yeah. on your That's... website. <laughs> yeah, that's like the meme that I created to describe myself because I know there are so many people in the IT community that are selling themselves as, I don't know, SEO, as like very important person. So I decided to create the technology bishop. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. So today I thought the main topic could be like, how can we use writing as a tool to improve in our target language or okay. in my and in your case, English, because yeah, as a matter of fact, you used it to improve your skills. Yeah. But first, let me ask you something. Is this a method which could be used by anyone or Do you have to be like a master because <laughs> in your I mean, case, in your case, you were under the top 20 students at the university yeah. in Italy, I think. So, yeah, but so, that, that's pretty interesting because yeah, well, I have always been very good at school, but I've always struggled at languages. So actually I've always had problems with my English. So I think you don't have to be like top 20 student to, to, to apply this method, but actually it's not even a method. It's like an idea. It's a, a procedure that you can follow to improve your writing because, uh, I think that most people are like learning through listening or through, I don't know, seeing YouTube videos or listening to podcasts. But when it comes to producing, to talking and to writing, it's a bit different, you know, for example, I struggle at speaking because yeah, it's not that easy. It takes time to get comfortable in a language, but when it comes to writing, I think that, yeah, I mean, you can go for it and whatever. <laughs> it is fascinating to me because if I remember correctly, you are rather an introvert because you said it in yeah. one of your interviews and nevertheless, you took the courage to give interviews in English. And yeah, as you said before, also that the writing, and it seems to me that it's not something typical that comes by an introvert maybe. Yeah, actually I've always been very introvert and I still consider myself an introvert, but at the same time through language learning, I had the opportunity to change because you are forced to interact with new people. You are forced to embrace new cultures. So in a way I was forced to leave my world and to experience something different. And when I started writing, I was writing about myself thinking that no one would ever read that, you know, <laughs> I was basically journaling and I always thought, yeah, no one is going to read this text, but Yeah, it was not the case and I started to receive feedback about people and they were telling me, yeah, I like your stories, or, yeah, I like your daily notes, why don't you start a blog? And that's, that's when I started to think, well, maybe if they are telling me so, I should try, <laughs> I should try it, you know? And that's also why at the beginning I wasn't confident about my writing. 
but with time you start to become more confident and more relaxed. It's, you understand that at the end of the day you don't have to be perfect. The goal is to make yourself understood and it's not that difficult, especially if you have like a B1 level or B1 plus level. What exactly motivated you to use writing to improve your English? Were there any that, idols or something that inspired you? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because English was the first time that I was learning a language and I didn't know how to do it. I had to find a procedure and I thought that as an engineer, I thought that our good procedure might be, I don't know, write 10 words every day, read 10 words every day, like following a very strict schedule. And so considering that learning a language is about improving your writing, your listening and blah, blah, blah. We all know that. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to write, even though I didn't like writing also. Actually, I didn't like that at all. I felt like I was, it was a chore. I had to do it. But with time, everything changed and changed when italki, which was the platform I was using at the time was shut down. And after a couple of months, I was missing my daily writing routine. I was missing writing about my life. And so I started to think, well, maybe writing is not a chore, but is a passion, you know? <laughs> yeah. And how exactly did it help you? I mean, did you receive a lot of feedback or yeah. was it just uh, one-sided? when you wrote those articles? Well, at the beginning it was one-sided, but the more you write, the more you are consistent, the more you start receiving feedback. And at some point I noticed that basically everyone was telling me your sentences are too long because I was writing in Italian and then converting Italian to English. Italian is my native language. So, and in Italian, we tend to talk a lot. We tend to write very long sentences, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in English, if you follow that style, it doesn't work. You have to write straight to the point. And for me, it was like, no, this is not what writing is about. You know, I've always thought the writing was about like writing very long sentences and describing everything possible. But when I started also reading a lot of books in English, I started to realize that I was wrong, that writing in Italian is very different from writing in English. And I had to learn how to write in English, which is not related to word choice or to like, yeah, of course it's related to that, but it's also related to style to find a way to convey the message naturally in that language, you know, because if you are an English reader, you're used to reading things that are very different compared to Italian, to that style, to Roman languages. So yeah, it took me a, a lot of time actually to learn what I had to do. But when people were telling me like a lot of times your sentences are too long or you need to avoid commas or you need to blah, 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 you start to, to really learn. And it all came from the italki users. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and then you tried to put it into practice. And I guess that you also read a lot. 
to yeah to compare how you could like imitate maybe the writing of others can we say that yeah because if you write of course you're writing you're receiving feedback but at the end of the day if you want to improve your writing you also have to read to read a lot and i was reading a lot of new york times bestsellers which are very let's say international their style their writing style is very international you don't have to be a c2 to understand everything and i like that and they're pretty simple they're pretty straight to the point and so i decided well maybe i can try that i can apply that and you start to see words expressions and constructions that maybe you are not used to adopt but in that case yeah. you like you're reading a sentence and you say wow this is a very well written sentence so the more you read it that sentence the more you are likely to use it in the future i think so is it a passive thing or did you had like an, a notebook in which you consciously wrote down stuff like this i mean i think it's like 80 20 it's 80 passive but 20 percent you also have to be active you have to i don't know to write down sentences or to write for guidelines writing guidelines i still remember that at some point i was finding ways to improve my writing in english and i came across a sentence which said in english the perfect sentence is less than 10 words length and that changed everything for me in 10 words you had to convey a concept an entire concept and maybe this is common i don't know in in german i don't know i have no idea but in italian <laughs> 10 words are useless <laughs> <laughs> and then you trained this right you, you just continued with uh, like an article a day yeah i was writing yeah yeah i was writing a note a day around 100 words sometimes less sometimes more and but you know i was trying also to experiment so sometimes i was trying to put myself out of comfort zone to see what happened i was like yeah let's try to write something in a style which is not my style, but let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was playing with my writing and, and at some point you started to understand which is your style in English, which is different from your native language. And you start to see what you have to do to follow that style. I see. And what about the topics? Whatever came to mind, you decided to write about? Yeah, at the beginning, it was pretty simple because I had never written much, basically. So it was pretty simple to come up with the ideas. But after like 10 days, 20 days, 100 days, I mean, it's a bit different. Every day you have to find an idea. So basically, I started journaling my journey in English. I was writing about my life, about what I was doing, what I was learning, what I was seeing as TV shows. Uh, I mean, and at some point it was boring because writing about your life, it's interesting if something important happens. Otherwise, it may feel a bit boring, a bit dull. So 
I decided to start writing about more philosophical stuff, <laughs> like experiment. I read a book and I decided, okay, I'm going to write a sort of very short review or like top ideas, like read in the book. And I was trying to create a conversation in the comments, which never happens actually, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because today you are a technical writer. So yeah. you have really written a lot of different stuff, which is yeah. so completely different from each other. And yeah, it's like discovering new horizons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning I was very strict. I'm going to write only technical stuff, like very technical stuff. Then with time, companies started to tell me like, yeah, would you like to write this? It's more marketing stuff, but whatever. We like the way you write. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to try. And so I started writing also technical stuff and then less technical articles. Like they are still technical, but not that technical. And right now I'm writing about more or less everything in the IT world. So from marketing to technical stuff, I mean, 80% of my article articles are very technical, but yeah, there are also some articles where companies paid me to write basically about like, I don't know, artificial intelligence as a way to improve your, I don't know, productivity which is not, I mean, of course, yeah, it's related to technology, but it's not that technical, you know? This is a very good word, artificial intelligence, because yeah. I know that in an interview you talked about ChatGPT. I think yeah. it was even in, in Italian when I listened to it, because I am learning Italian <laughs> and you spoke, yeah, positive about it to, to use it as a tool to support your writing. Maybe you could tell us a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah, at the beginning I was very positive about the tool. With time I changed my mind a bit. I think okay. you really have to understand how to use it because at the beginning it feels magic. It feels like, wow, this is incredible. But yeah. with time you start to spot patterns and repetitions. And right now I'm using it in two ways. First, let's say that I found a very interesting topic. I want to write about that. And I asked ChatGPT for an outline for ideas. I already have some ideas, but sometimes it come up with very interesting ideas. So I can add them to my own ideas. And also, I mean, I'm not too concerned about the blank page syndrome. Like you have a blank page and you have to write. And a lot of people feel like trapped, feel like they can't do anything. This is not something that happens to me, but at the same time, it may happen. There are days where mm -hmm. you don't find the right sentence to begin with and asking ChatGPT to write the first sentence and then you start editing the sentence, everything becomes easier. Because while you're editing, you start to develop ideas and you start to, I don't know, think about the next sentence and then the next one and so on. So that's how I'm using ChatGPT right now. As a language learner, I'm using it to replace Italki because right now the Italki community changed 
in the past it used to be more like a community helping each mm-hmm. other right now it's more about selling courses and buying hours with teachers so it changed a lot actually so right now i'm trying to use ChatGPT to simulate them i write my daily note on ChatGPT and i'm asking it for feedback oh, and also i awesome. publish my yeah that's that's interesting at the beginning i was like yeah this is not going to work so i decided to publish my post on ChatGPT and on italki and i realized that i was receiving more or less the same feedback so i was like wow this is like a compelling result this yes, is yes i mean yeah and so i decided to stick to ChatGPT, and i'm trying to using it that way it's also easier because if you write something very bad or like you, you, you don't have to, to think, yeah, a lot of people are going to see it. No, it's only ChatGPT. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit more how you make the prompts on ChatGPT when you want to receive feedback? I mean, do you do you just copy paste your text and then and what do you what instructions do you give to ChatGPT? Okay. This is actually an interesting topic because I'm still experimenting and still trying to find the best prompt. But right now I write a short sentence in English like, uh, please ChatGPT consider that I'm a, I'm a, don't know, I'm a A2 in French. So my French might not be perfect because right now I'm learning French. And uh, please provide me with feedback and with corrections. And then in the end, rewrite the entire text with the correction and maybe you can add also some notes about style about word choice but i still have to find the right prompt but i think that the prompt i'm using right now which is pretty simple basically i'm writing i'm asking for feedback corrections and general feedback about style i think it works pretty well do you use the free version of ChatGPT? Or are yeah, you a using, member? Okay. Right now I'm using the free version and I'm also trying to use Bard, the Google version of ChatGPT, let's say, because I noticed that sometimes ChatGPT is not that useful. And so I switched to Bard because at the end of the day they provide the same service. So, yeah. So you are more happy with Bard then? I mean, it depends or because some, yours, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know when it comes to learning a language, I think that ChatGPT is a bit better, but in general, I'm trying to try to use more Bard, but because I think that sometimes it's way better than ChatGPT, but at the same time, it's not that easy <laughs> because really sometimes you're pretty sure about your question and the answer is pretty like yeah i didn't ask for that or like Mm -hmm, i asked you for corrections and you didn't provide me with that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i wanted to add something because i am not used to write articles at all but i remember that on a few articles that i have written in the past i even paid someone and it happens to be a teacher on Itoki, right? So okay. instead of having a, a lesson, I paid the, the lesson fee and the teacher would correct me. 
And yeah, okay. it, it would actually be interesting to compare like the results yeah. that I received with ChatGPT or, or BART. Because yeah, in my opinion, because it is free, it can add a lot of value because you can basically be an independent learner. It doesn't mean that yeah. you are not allowed to search for help or to take lessons. But to me, it means I can receive feedback whenever I want. And that yeah. is huge. <laughs> that, that's impressive, yeah. actually. And that's why I decided to, to try ChatGPT because finding a wholesome community is not that easy. And there are a lot of apps, but sometimes, well, with time, they tend to become more commercial. They t tend to, at the yeah. beginning, it's all about the community. And then it's all about selling products, stuff, courses. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, of course, it's part of the game. But at the same time, you are there to learn a language, to connect with other language learners. You're not there to just to spend your money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And speaking about apps, do you have yeah. any tools may maybe that you would recommend for English learners who are using writing to improve? Yeah, I mean, as a non-native writer, I think that you have to look for ways to correct like tiny errors, small errors. And I think that Grammarly or the language tool plugin, they are very useful because actually I use them both. So both Grammarly and the language tool, which so is pretty the, funny the, because sometimes sorry. the language tool, it's the name of, of the app. Yeah. 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 Language, okay. language tool or language tools. Actually, I don't remember right now. It's a Chrome plugin that you can install. Basically, it's just like Grammarly, but it supports also French, Italian, Spanish, like a lot of more languages. And I mean, it's funny because sometimes they have different ideas. They are telling you like, Grammarly is telling you like, you have to add a comma and the other tool is telling you, no, you don't have to add the comma, <laughs> but in most, yeah. <laughs> but in most cases, I think that having them both is a value actually. And I think that language tools is very cool because when you click on a word, it provides you with a lot of synonyms, which is very interesting because sometimes you really want to find your sentence. And right now it also support AI. So you can highlight a sentence and it provides you with different uh, versions of the same sentence, the same meaning, but different versions. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. Actually it's free. So it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. I think. And and yeah, and also a lot of writers I know that use uh, Hemingway, the Hemingway app, which it's an online service. You write a text and it tells you the rating score. It tells you like you should, uh, I mean, the sentences are too long or you shouldn't use this word because it's too complex. I mean, yeah, it's, it's useful if you want to write something very simple, but at the same time, uh, I think it's a bit too strict. There are too many rules and you feel like you're always doing something wrong. And, and I know native writers, native speakers that are using it and feel the same way. So, I mean, <laughs> I see, I see. 
And what advice would you give to other English learners who are considering using writing as a method to improve their language skills? How could they start out? Should, should they focus on apps, on, on writing, or what advice could you give them? Yeah, I think at the beginning you have to, to use translators. It's not a problem. I don't think that it's a problem at all. Actually, using translating is, is very cool. You learn a lot of new stuff, new words. So at the beginning, uh, you don't have to feel ashamed because you're using a translator. And But at the same time, at some point, you have to realize that you really have to try hard and you really have to try to find a way to write yourself. Because, of course, translators are good, but the point is not to train translators. The point is to train yourself. So at some point, you really have to try, okay, let me try this. And maybe then you can compare with the translator, with the chat GPT, with any tool you want. But at the beginning, I think you have to use translators. And when you write, you don't have to write complex stuff. You can write very short sentences, a lot of um, a lot of periods, a lot of like you can even repeat words. It doesn't matter. At the beginning, your goal is to learn how to convey a message in English, which is very important, I think. And then you can start to improve at this, add that word or try that expression. But at the beginning, you can play safe. You can really. Uh, you don't have to to write the next Bible. You're like, <laughs> it's it's not about that. I always say that you you're not like Dante Alighieri. You're not writing the Divine Comedy. Like like yeah, keep it simple, whatever. And and I think that it's very important to keep your audience in mind, because when you're writing in English, your audience is likely to be non. And native uh, speakers, or at least not all of them, of them. So that's also why you must consider writing very uh, simply with a very simple style, because you want everyone to understand your writing. And and when you are writing very long sentences or very, or you feel like yeah, this is pretty boring. Okay, delete it. Whatever. <laughs> that's also useful keeping in mind the the audience the reader i think that's pretty useful especially at the beginning yeah i like that very much not overcomplicate things and maybe just yeah. first build up a habit right because well yeah. it, it happens to me that i have this idea to yeah to to write articles or other ideas and then i start out and then it gets forgotten. I don't know. I, I have another idea. So it is important yeah. to, to stick to to the plan like you did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I noted down that you were writing articles for more than 1,484 hours according to your website. But I don't know how yeah. up to date these numbers uh, actually, are. <laughs> yeah, actually, they are pretty... <laughs> not up to date <laughs> i should update that but uh yeah i wrote so many hours but i mean uh, that's like a rough number i don't think it's pretty ac accurate but yeah i spent so many hours but i i don't think that you don't have to spend so many hours to become good at writing in english i think that really it takes 
building an habit that's what it's important doing it every day every day you have to find the time and the energy to do it but it's not that difficult you can write even like 50 words i mean i wrote so many notes on italki about the fact that i didn't know what to write about my notes were about <laughs> okay i don't know what to write about today and i was finding new ways to convey that message so yeah yeah <laughs> because sometimes you don't have ideas you don't have ideas at all but you still want to write and whatever you can write about not being able to write <laughs> yeah or, or maybe you can just co copy other articles in the sense for yeah. example you are on medium and you have some great articles and some great topics maybe one could also just take the title and and write your own article yeah. because it will be from another perspective i guess so it's it's not that you are copying or or stealing somebody's work or actually you can ask chatgpt for ideas you can say chatgpt you can ask chatgpt like yeah i'm a blah 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 i'm a software engineer i'm a blah blah i know this and that this is my level give me some ideas <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I did that also for okay. yeah, for for uh for TikTok, not TikTok, for YouTube short ideas okay. and stuff and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's like like having a partner who is brainstorming with you. It it gives you idea but you don't have to take it. I am really curious. What do yeah. your friends or people say? When they hear that you are a technical writer, what are some of the reactions? Okay, first they think that it's a very boring job. <laughs> But because, you know, the word technical, the word writing is a bit, they're a bit scary, you know. Uh, but yeah, usually they don't understand because they think about papers, scientific papers. They think that I'm writing scientific papers, which is not the case, because when you think about technical stuff, you think about maybe scientific stuff or very complex stuff. They think that I'm writing handbooks about machines, I don't know, or explaining very complex algorithms, but that's not the case. I'm writing basically uh, tutorials and in-depth uh, guides about technology, about web development. And, and basically, when you uh, stumble across a very important company, they usually have, but I mean, also small companies, they have a technical blog usually, where if we are talking about startups or like software development companies, they have a blog and, and usually, Uh, developers are very good at writing code, but they are not very good at writing. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's usually what happens. So it's very rare to find someone who's able to, to deal with both words. And that's why companies are more willing to pay for external writers to write good content on their blogs. And, and that's... I mean, I didn't know that. I started writing on Medium for, for like, for passion. <laughs> I didn't expect that. But 
With technical writing, you have to think about basically a developer writing stuff for a technical audience, but it's not, uh, it's not like scientific or it's not uh, about future, the future of the world. Like, no, it's not about that.